Welcome to Healing Hidden Wounds with Lee and Shay Preston, directors of Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We pray those who feel forgotten by Christ or who don't feel worthy to call upon the name of Jesus can come to find His hope, His grace, His healing, and ultimately, His love. Let's listen in as Lee and Shay seek to offer real answers to life's tough questions. Well, good evening. We're glad to be here again this evening on this beautiful Sunday. We hope that you've had an opportunity to uh, spend some time in praise and worship to our Lord Jesus and uh, spend some time in rest and uh, and uh, communication with your family. And uh, I'm Lee Preston, uh, director and co-founder of Shadow of His Wings Ministry and Healing Hidden Wounds Re- Radio. And I'm here tonight with my beautiful wife, Shay. Good evening, Shay. Good evening, everybody. I am just blessed to be here. Amen. We are blessed to be here. And we are glad to be able to come to you uh, for our second show. Uh, if you missed our first show, it was uh, uh, a show that we titled uh, Healing for Hurting Wives, where we kind of worked with some of the uh, the ins and outs of dealing with sexual brokenness in, in relationships and marriages and and talked about some of the pain that wives can can sometimes experience in that. So if that is something that was uh, in your life or in your life and you need some further help or more information and you didn't get to hear the show, you're welcome to visit our website at www.healinghiddenwounds.com or visit our uh, Shadow of His Wings website at www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com. So we're glad to be here tonight. Uh, this is a call-in show. I'm going to give you the numbers early tonight. Uh, our call-in is 210-340-9585, or you can call toll-free at 877-630-5757. We also, in case you don't want to call in and you'd like to just email us, you can always go to info at shadowofhiswingsministry.com, and we will be glad to... Uh, Check your emails and and read them over the air if that makes you feel better. Our topic tonight is we're looking at homosexuality in the church. Uh, our tagline is uh, giving answers to life's tough questions, and so we just uh, we know it's a a bit of a tough topic, but we believe that uh, it is something that's worth talking about to be able to help those. Who, who may struggle in the church with this or understanding what it means in the church when someone comes to, uh, your worship place and you, they struggle in homosexuality or in, in the sin, uh, and call, identify themselves as gay. So that's kind of some of the things we're going to be talking about. Tonight, uh, we also want to just kind of share a little bit of our background, uh, so you kind of understand where we came from. Uh, Shay and I both came out of homosexuality and have had freedom and found freedom in Christ, and that's where our heart is. And so before we jump right in here, I'm going to open us with prayer, and uh, then we'll keep going here. Well, thank you, Lord, for freedom, and uh, we thank you, Jesus, that you are our hope and our future. You are the ultimate healer. You came to set us free. And so for anyone who might be listening tonight who who hasn't felt your healing touch or your words of love in their heart, may they do that tonight. And may we hear your heart as we speak tonight. 
Because that's really what you want from us, is you want us to to know you on a deeper level. And you want us to know the love you have for us. And we thank you for that. And may the listeners also take a get a little bit of that as well as we speak tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Well, Shay, why don't you tell us a little bit about what, what makes this topic so important to the church? Well, I think it, it's just, uh, I've just kind of seen the way things tra- are transpiring and the way things are kind of going right now. It's, it seems to be that, um, you know, with all the, just the push, for the the gay rights and all of these things, it just is kind of leaving the church wondering, wow, where do we stand on this? Um, you know, having you know the Bible and and a lot of churches, you know, have always through the years automatically you know been told you know that homosexuality is a sin, and of course we have the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, and and um, so I think it's just really put the church. Christians and just individuals, um, at a place where they're trying to find out, wow, where do I, where do I stand on this and what do I know about this and what, what do I need to know about this? Well, and I, I agree with you. I think it's been kind of an amazing swing of a pendulum because I know back in my day when I was a teenager, first struggling with this issue, um, the church back then was basically all they knew to say was, you know, it's a sin and, and, uh, and you need to do something about it. And so it was very hard to figure out what to do. And uh, so now the church struggles not necessarily with that same truth, which is it is still the truth, but now it struggles more with trying to understand how do we be a more welcome place to those struggling with homosexuality without accepting the sin of homosexuality. And so much of the gay community at this point is saying that they are born this way. And so there's a lot of confusion out there for churches. Uh, is this something that God created? Is it something that, that, uh, God says that we're born with? Uh, and, or is it still a sin? And we just want to start off with, uh, just helping listeners to understand where we come from. Uh, in the very beginning of our ministry, uh, God continued to tell us, of course, that it is a sin and that it is not his best for us. Which is really all sin. All sin is not his best for us. And we can choose things that are against his best and, and that is, is sin. So by calling this a, a biological factor or a genetic issue, it flies in the face of God's truth, which is, uh, my children, this is not my best for you. And so that is where some of the struggle comes from is if the church uh, waivers any in that particular place, it can cause some real confusion because then people aren't quite sure where to turn to. Well, I have to say that for my own, in my own story, that it wasn't, it wasn't the church or someone coming to me and saying, you know, that this is a sin and you're going to hell if you stay in this lifestyle. It wasn't that that brought me out of the lifestyle what it was was it was uh I came to a crossroads in my life just a place where I was questioning God and questioning just where I was going in my life 
and um and so it was through I I had to seek for help. I had to seek help and uh I ended up calling a crisis center and and going through some counseling and just kind of looking at some of some of the things that were in my life and it wasn't I didn't see it as being directly related to the choice I had made in in going into the lifestyle. I was in that lifestyle for 17 years and but it wasn't that that brought me out of that. It was God coming in and healing my hurts. I had a lot of hurts from from things that had happened to me in my past and that it just caused me to be angry and to pull away from God and to pull away from just everything. And um so as my heart healed, my my heart healed in other ways. It was just, it just was not me. And God just showed me that by changing my heart. And in turn, changing your desires. True. And I think that's one of the most amazing parts of Shay's story is that, you know, we, we grew up a little differently. I grew up in a place where, um, uh, I believe, yeah, I knew right away that it was a sin. I was told right away it was a sin. Yet in her life, uh, Jesus never had to, uh, I mean, no one ever had to tell her it was a sin. It was just the love of Christ that helped set her free. And so it was just a great process of, of watching just the love of Christ, uh, share truth in her heart and, and heal. And so I think that may be a little bit of what causes the struggle in the church today is how much do we call this a sin and keep talking about it as a sin because it at times uh, in the church uh, I'm I'm sure in 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 great struggling ways it was hard to know what to say well we must continue to say that this is a sin and we must keep telling them that it's wrong but yet maybe a little bit of the uh, process failed in helping them to know the love of Christ. So the love of Christ is is absolutely what we believe sets people free. Not by not telling them the truth, it's it's still telling them the truth of what of what homosexuality is and the sin that it is and and the devastation it causes and the hurts that it causes as well as looking at the hurts that cause it in the first place. But at the same time saying, you know what, we love you where you're at, and just as any sinner, we welcome you here, and we will uh, we will do whatever we can to love you to freedom. Exactly. Well, we do want to uh, we do want to start taking phone calls, and uh, so if there's anyone out there who has any questions or comments, uh, you're welcome to call in at two one zero. Three four zero nine five eight five, or you can call in toll free at eight seven seven six three zero KSLR. That's five seven five seven. You can also listen online at www.kslr.com. Well, I think uh, what's an amazing process of finding Jesus's love is is the is the the absolute turning point for folks in this particular sin area. I think people struggle, and uh, I open up the phone lines because I think it's important for folks to just kind of to talk a little bit about it because I think homosexuality has been a big place of fear. It's been a place of, of uh, uh, oh, that's a forbidden topic. We can't really talk about that. Right? Yes, it's always been a forbidden topic. And so um, let's uh, talk a little bit about what what happens in a church in uh, 
as people walk through this process and looking a little bit at what what are we supposed to do when someone who struggles in this particular area shows up at the at, at our doors at church well i mean you don't do anything different sin is sin um i think the the first thing you have to look at is you know when i talk with folks um I say, you know, the foundation of what your belief is, is, is the word of God fallible or is it infallible? And so, you know, when you, when you realize and when you come to the knowledge that the word of God is infallible, then you know that homosexuality is a sin. However, you know, so is gossiping and, um, you know, so is, you know, going out and, and drinking too much and getting drunk or, or laying with your, your neighbor's wife, you know? So, you know, sin is sin. You don't look at somebody different because of their sin. But what do you think we do when someone says, oh no, you know, homosexuality, that's just not something I can tolerate. That is the worst of all sins. Well, I would wonder, you know, why is that the most intolerable sin for you? Is it is it because it rubs up against some brokenness that you have in your own heart about sexuality in itself? Well, and I think that's an, an amazing answer. I think what happens is sometimes homosexuality cre- creates such fear. And so people are unsure as to what it does to their own heart. Uh, what happens in in a person's heart when they think of the sin of homosexuality. You know, we talk a lot, uh, as we, as Shay and I have walked through this process and worked with folks, about Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, it, it was a city that was destroyed because of sexual immorality, and homosexuality was mentioned in it. So it is, uh, it is definitely a sin, and it's definitely a place where God has said, you know, this is hurtful, it hurts people, and it destroys lives. So... I think we've always just looked at that rather than saying, okay, but then God, what would you have us do? And I think just as Jesus meets with the sinners, just as he met with the lepers and the tax collectors and the prostitutes, he came to them and said, you know, I'm going to meet with you today. And I think that's what he does now with folks who struggle in this sin area. It's I want to meet with you today, not to condemn you, not to say God hates homosexuals, but to say, you know what, I love you and I have my best for you. And let me show you what that looks like. True. I think it's important that, you know, that we still be able to to say that it's a sin. Um, you know, because it is a sin. It's not God's best for our lives. I think he put a high a high importance on our sexuality and the way he created us. Absolutely, and I think it's always important to remember that you cannot push up against the truth of God. His truth doesn't change. It stands firm. And if you try, you can get pretty frustrated, and that's, I think, where there's some anger and frustration in the gay community these days. But his truth never changes. The truth that says, it will never be my best for you, and it is always a sin. Let's talk a little bit about choice and what happens when sometimes people say, well, you know, they just need to choose to do differently. They just need to choose to feel differently. 
And I just want to talk a little bit about that because um, sometimes, you know, folks may say, you know, we I don't know how to choose to feel differently. And I think that's one of the most amazing parts of finding freedom is, you know, it's not really about arguing about choice because someone who's caught in a sin, a habitual sin or a, a sin they don't know how to get out of, they may not feel that they can change it or they may not know how to or they may not feel that their desires are different. But it's not about worrying so much about the choice at the time as much as it is, you know what, let's just keep showing you the truth. Let's just keep showing you to Christ and letting you get introduced to him and his ways. And over time, the choices change. Over time, the desires change. Uh, it is a brokenness, and we have to remember that all sin comes out of broken places. And so... This remembering that it's a sin helps us to, and I'm sorry, a, a broken place helps us to say, okay, so there really can be healing. For all broken places, there can be healing. So what's the most important thing is helping folks not, not find a way to stop doing what they do, but helping them to find freedom in Christ as their hurts begin to change. So what would you say is the, the, the way to help them find freedom? Well, my personal belief is is that most folks who struggle with same-sex attraction and, and homosexuality have wounded relationships. Uh, perhaps they have a, a, a not-so-great relationship with a parent, or maybe they have some childhood hurts, uh, sexual abuse, uh, other brokennesses in their past. And so... You know, I think one of the most important things is for folks struggling in this area to be able to just know that we're here for you. We want to relate to you. We don't even really have to talk about this issue. We just want you to come to church. We just want you to be with us. And it's like we say all the time, we don't have to talk about this issue every 10 minutes. You know, it's let me just show you who Christ is in my life. You know, the amazing thing about Jesus is if we let him, he'll shine through. And we don't have to do any of the, you know, wagging the, the finger and the, and, the, and the discussions about how wrong a person is. Because his love helps us to find freedom, not teaching them how wrong they are. I don't know for sure, but I would venture to say that most folks who struggle with same-sex attraction and homosexuality, who enter a church for the first time, they already probably know that some people will believe that they're wrong. So it's not the wrongness as much that that you have to 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 shove in their in their face, but more the love of Christ. You know, we do accept you right where you're at. We just don't want you to stay that way. We want to show you the truth of Christ, the love of Christ, and give you relationship. You know, I know in my own recovery, it was great to have folks in church who would offer me uh, hope and love and and connection even though I didn't know quite how to find freedom at the time. And that love and connection, I remember a, a great mentor of mine uh, in a Bible study. Um, one night I, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to turn. I knew I, I couldn't stop it, and I didn't know how to feel any differently. And I remember looking at uh, at this Bible study at my church. It was a men's Bible study. And I went to this men's Bible study, and I sat down, and I kept feeling like God was telling me to share what I had, what I struggled with. And I was so afraid. And I finally just dumped it out on the table. 
And this man looked at me and he said, you know what, Lee, I don't know the first thing about what you struggle with, but I know if God can love me in my sin, I can love you in your sin. So you keep on coming back and I will do the best I can to love you through this. And I just think that's a just that's an awesome place to be. It's an awesome place to be to be able to look at somebody else and to be able to say, you know what, I've been given much grace in my life and I've been forgiven much. And I know what it is to struggle within with another type of sin or or other sins. And so I'm here for you. You know, because a lot of times, I mean, we've worked with a lot of, you know, like teenagers or, um, and, you know, the teenagers, sometimes the parents feel like they end up acting or seeming like it's, it's the only thing that's about their child anymore. That's all they see. That's all they see is homosexuality. You know, and I think it's important to remember that that's not all that's not all it is. It's a portion. And isn't that a great vision? You know, if the church can begin to look look at, it's not all that they're about. You know, we really don't do that with, or we really shouldn't do that with any sin. You know, a person coming into church for the first time, we should never just look at them as, as a person caught in a particular sin. We should look only at what Jesus has for them there. You know, if the church is not the place where folks find hope and healing, you know, there isn't a place. It has to be the church. And so I I know the church can be afraid. I know it can feel afraid. I know there can be fear because they don't really know what to do because homosexuality can, can cause a fear response. You know, I, we don't want to insult the person, but we also don't know what to do because we don't want to condone the sin. You know, we've heard the statement quite a lot about, you know, it's uh, you have to love the, the sinner but hate the sin. And that's true. But you also uh, need to go a little step further in that and just try to love the sinner and not always bring up the sin. Uh, you never preach anything but truth. You never keep talking about anything but the truth. You always bring in the truth of the scriptures and and what the Bible says about all sin, including homosexuality. But we have to remember that each person comes to the table with a rich tapestry of who they are and who God implanted in them to be. You know, they have passions that he's given them. They have hopes. They have dreams. He, He formed them in their mother's womb. So no matter who shows up to church... They, God knows who they are. We don't have to judge their heart because we don't really, we're not, we can't judge their heart. We don't know how to judge their heart. We are called to judge sin, but we don't have to do it every, every time they show up. Well, and you know, you bring that up and I, I think about sometimes that we get the question, you know, of, you know, well, my son or my daughter or, you know, or this person or that person is, you know, is in the, the homosexual lifestyle and, and, but they go to church, you know, are they going to hell? And, you know, I absolutely, I would say that I can't answer that question. You know, I can judge sin and I can say, you know, this is what the word of God says. And, and that, that from the way God has, has knit people together in their mother's womb and, and his design for sexuality and just kind of throughout the Bible and, and the way the Bible is written that, 
it is an absolute sin, but I can't judge a person's heart to say whether they are going to heaven or to hell. I mean, we can't judge anybody's heart. Only God can do that. Absolutely. You know, because, you know, it says in the Bible that, you know, there will be people that will come before him and they'll say, you know what, I did all these things in your name. You know, and he'll say, you know, turn from me, you know, you 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 workers of iniquity. I knew you not, you know, and and so though that just shows me that, you know, we can have on the prettiest face and the prettiest do all these things in church, you know, but it's all about the heart because we're all sinful. We all have sinful nature. Absolutely. And Jesus came to heal those wounds that we're talking about, the wounds of, of homosexuality. You know, it, if we could look at homosexuality as, as with any sin, as not just a, that's a sin, stop it, but more as a, what is the broken place that has allowed you to turn to this thing that is hurting you? See, sin hurts, and we don't oftentimes realize that, but sin does hurt. It takes away who we were meant to be. It changes identity. It changes who Jesus says we are because that sin says, oh, no, you're not this person. You're, you're not the son of, of the king. You're not a prince of the king. You're not a, a God's beloved. You are a person who desires the same sex. You're broken. You're incapable. You are a failure at life. And so isn't it amazing when God can speak in through churchgoers, speak into the lives of the broken and the wounded with words of hope and healing? You know what? We love you just the way you are. We know who you are, and we're not at all ashamed of you. We just want to help set you free. Let's remind you, the callers of, of the calls, and, and we also uh, we want to give this number out again. It's 210-340-9585 or toll-free at 877-630-5757. And I think Shay uh, says we have an email. Uh, in, in, oh, she's wanting me to give out the email. So the email is info at shadowofhiswingsministry.com. So please, if you feel more comfortable emailing us, let us have any of your questions. The um, there's a great uh, there's a great freedom when you can find the hope that Christ has for all of us, and that no sin is particularly worse than others. Well, and I did want to I do want to touch on on one thing because I do want to speak truth into into something that is kind of being said today and that you know you you hear a lot these days from uh, you know just the the people that are struggling with homosexual sin that you know that God made them this way and so I I do want to stress that that there are people out there that do struggle in this lifestyle you know, sometimes there's there's kind of a a thing going on now where it almost appears it appears that anybody that is in homosexual sin or or in this lifestyle sees it as a wanted thing that they want to be in this lifestyle, and that's one thing we work with are people with that have unwanted same sex attraction, and I just really want 
people to hear that there are people out there with unwanted same-sex attraction. You know, I just really want, I want to emphasize that because, because there is kind of a lie that comes, comes about and people start questioning, wow, do people, you know, maybe they just really want to be this way. So I just wanted to speak into that. Well, and that is great truth, Shay, and I appreciate you sharing that because it is true. We run into problems even now where folks come to us and say, I can't find someone who will help me because everyone says I was born this way. And Jesus never would cause someone to be born a way that he never intended them to be. He gave us a way out, and there's freedom. And uh, we will, we will, we want to help people find that freedom. Well, welcome back, and uh, we want to kind of open up the phone lines, and and uh, we want to give out the numbers again. If you'd like to call in, uh, the local number is two one zero three four zero nine five eight five. You can also call toll free at eight seven seven six three zero five seven five seven. And if you'd like to email us instead, if that's easier for you, you're welcome to email at info at shadowofhiswingsministry dot com. Shadow of His Wings Ministry was kind of was born out of a uh, just out of a desire in our hearts to help the brokenhearted and and help direct folks to Christ, the ultimate healer. And so, um, you're welcome to visit our website at shadowofhiswingsministry.com and look at some upcoming retreats we have. We have a ladies' retreat coming up November in November uh, that is a healing for hurting wives retreat. It's called Journey to Joy. And those are for wives whose husbands struggle with sexual addictions and brokenness. We also have a fervent warrior retreat, which is a men's retreat that works with men who desire to have the passion of Christ. And it's coming up in January, at the end of the last weekend in January. So visit the website to find out more of that information. We do have uh, an email that we want to, that we got in and I'd like to just read it here for you. It's from, uh, uh, it says he's from, it's a 16 year old boy who goes to a private school, and uh, he is trying to talk to his father about being gay. And his father keeps telling him that this is a choice, and he just needs to stop doing it and stop feeling this way, and that uh, he's questioning his own salvation. Uh, let's, uh, and so we want to offer some advice to him tonight. Uh, first of all, I, I feel for that 16-year-old boy. Uh, you know, it's interesting. We see a lot of folks who come through our ministry who, uh, whose parents usually bring them in around the age of 15 or 16. But, you know, if we could all think back and just remember what a struggle sexuality is in general. Uh, it's, it's an awkward time at 13 to 16, 13 to 18. You know, it's like, what am I? Who am I? What do I do with this, uh, with the, these changes in my life? And so, I just uh, I feel first of all for this 16-year-old guy and and um and I just want to offer to him some hope. Um that's I, th- I think that's what comes up in my heart is just the desire to help him understand and in turn help his father understand that you know to tell someone in in struggles with homosexuality that they're making a choice 
I can guarantee you that they probably don't feel the choice. All they know is that they uh, don't know what to do because all of a sudden they feel attracted to other guys in their class. And and we see this happening a lot with both males and females. And so for this uh, for this 16-year-old guy who's struggling and, and believes he's gay, um, I would just offer that I hope that uh, he understands first and foremost that God loves him right where he's at and that he may not know how to choose to feel differently. You know, there are some sins who get wrapped around our identity and and it's hard to exactly choose to do differently. They become a sin uh, area that is uh, repetitive and compulsive and you don't know how to feel differently. And so I hope that that father can maybe sit down with him and just help him know, first of all, how much he loves him and uh, just how much he wants to help him. And also that, uh, you know, that God wants to help him find freedom and maybe help that 16 year old find a place to get some help to talk to, uh, to someone who can help show him that there are, there is something else out there besides you were born that way. So the, the being born that way is just a stumbling block. It is a crazy place because being born that way is, is just a lie. Uh, we weren't born that way. Uh, people aren't born in with a sin or an identity. Uh, and so God would definitely want to help set this, this young guy free. Well, and I think that, <clears throat> I think that right now things are really difficult for our teenagers and for kids because, you know, they've got the new, the new cue on the end of it where it says questioning and, and we have a lot of, a lot of teenagers and kids that come to us and, you know, they say, well, you know, people say, well, you might as well try it, you know, or just kind of, you know, question whether you might want to be gay, you know. So it's even going a, another step further, which is not really that you're born that way. It's, it's, hey, which do you like the best? You know, try both and see which one you like, which is, you know, it's just it really puts a big strain on on our youth. And that is absolutely true. And and you know what, Shates, I'm, I know we're speaking to a lot of Christian folks out there, and and I just hope that they are hearing that as much as, as all of us as good Christian parents may say, you know what, that will never happen in our home or that's never going to happen to my kid. Um, there's just a lot of hurt in this world and, and things happen and children get hurt and, and Satan invades homes, uh, even on our best days sometimes. And so just be careful because we have a lot of folks who come see us who say, well, I had my kid in all the best Christian schools and we've raised him or her in the church and, and I just don't understand how this could happen. And, I just want to let anybody listening out there who might be a parent uh, who is just afraid um, and doesn't understand. Maybe they've just recently found out that their child said, hey, I'm, I'm gay or I struggle in this area. Just remember, God is the one who named your child. He is the one who knows your child. And so no matter what a child may feel in that moment, God's God's heart towards that child knows him or her perfectly. And he knows what they were made for and the passions in their heart. And he loves them more than we do. And so try to encourage your child that you love them 
that you want to help him and that God has a, has still has a plan for him. You know, uh, I just want to say a little bit about that. Shay and I, you know, we had a road ahead of us. Uh, you know, it took me about 20 years to find freedom. But the great thing about freedom is, is that God never stops looking at our pain and he never stops helping us in our pain all along the way. And so the great thing about a journey to, to freedom is that God shows us so much about who he is and his love all along the way. And he'll do that for anybody who's struggling out there. Amen. I think let's talk a little bit about the pull in the church between the two kind of uh, opposing sides. There's the one side that says, you know, uh, you know, homosexuality is a sin. Uh, we don't know what to do with it and we just, we just keep telling him it's a sin versus the other opposing side, which says, you know, as churches are sometimes falling into these days, well, you know what? Maybe God really did make, uh, people gay. And we just have to accept that perhaps the Bible is is fallible. Uh, what would you say to a church that may say, well, maybe we just have to accept it that maybe God did create people as gay? What do you think, Shane? Well, I would definitely say, you, do you believe the Bible is fallible or infallible? Because I could have a conversation with somebody that believes that the Word of God was written by men and it's, it's fallible and so that means that you know, there are things in there that could be questioned as to whether God meant it this way or God meant it that way, um, and not, ex- and not for what it was really written at. I believe that the Word of God was inspired by God and is infallible. And so that would be my first question, you know, because if you, if you believe that the Word of God was written by men and that it is not absolutely truth, then what do you have to stand on? Absolutely. And I think that that is a, a great, I think that is a great point. Fallibility versus infallibility. You know, it's uh, like something you said one time. Do you remember when you said, you know, once someone says that they don't believe the Bible is completely the word of God, then there really isn't too much more communication that can go on from there. Correct. Because once a person says, I don't believe that the Bible's infallible, then what do you say from there? Because then you can create anything that fits whatever sin or whatever broken place you happen to be in. Well, and we're not looking, at that point, we're not looking at the same picture any longer. I mean, I can say that I believe that the Word of God is infallible, and I believe that, you know, he destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah for the reason that he did, sexual perversion and sin. And others may say that he, you know, it happened for another reason because they don't believe the God of the word of God is infallible. Absolutely. And and the most amazing thing is that if we question God's word, then they will question God's word. And we never want to give anything to them except the truth that, you know what, God loves you right where you are. He just doesn't want you to stay there. Because that's the truth about all sin. I mean, you know, really, you know, this, the, the guy who sits in the pew or the lady who sits in the pew who struggles with same-sex attraction versus the guy who, ha- you know, has sex with his girlfriend before marriage. You know, God sees sin equally. 
He doesn't hold it in a different light. And so all of us, you know, at times perhaps have tried to fit our sin into our life and say, well, maybe this is okay with God. I've I've worked with folks before who say, well, I believe God told me it's okay too, dot, dot, dot. But I think the great thing is, is when we can remember that we don't have to defend the word of God, we just stand on the truth of it, on the foundation of it. Uh, it reminds me of a, of a question we had at, uh, at a, a recent university uh, campus ish, uh, gathering we, we spoke at. And someone said, well, how do you tell them it's a sin without offending them? And I want to talk to that, <laughs> you know, that offense. The truth may offend people, but we're not here to hurt people. We're not here to demand that they change. You know, it isn't us who makes people change. It's Jesus who allows the change. And so it isn't my words to them who can force them to be different. Well, you know, you need to stop doing this or you need to stop doing that. It's more just let me show Christ to you through my actions. That's what helps people get set free. Right. Well, let's take another question here, an email question. Um, this individual writes in and says, uh, well, you know, I've struggled with homosexuality. I've struggled with uh, being gay, and uh, I'm now worried that maybe I, I was never saved in the first place. Uh, I was saved at, at an early age, and I've struggled ever since. How do I know that I'm going to heaven? What would you offer to that guy? Well... I know, you I talk put you to, on the spot there. You do, so. you, um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I mean, that's just kind of a, it's a question that really is just where you are with God. You know, because sin, you know, Christ died to, to do away with our sin and he's forgiven us and he covers us with his grace. And so, you know, when you say that you struggle with that sin, well, I struggle with sin in my life. You know, and I think that God just really wants you to know and stand firm in knowing that he died for you and he loves you. And so, you know, I would just I would just offer to you, hey, if you doubt it, you know, go to him, hit your knees and say, you know what, Lord, I really I want to follow you. I want you in my life, you know, and I'm sorry that I'm a sinner. I'm sorry that I sin. Please forgive me. And just get get in that place again, you know? I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. You don't need to just keep questioning. Just hit your knees and talk to God about it. Amen. You know, it it's a uh, I think sometimes we as as well-meaning Christians, we want people to be clean and and ready when they show up at church. And yet the great thing is, is Jesus never asked us to be absolutely perfect nor absolutely healed before we could attend church, nor before he could, he said that, that he would save us. He doesn't expect us to be absolutely perfect after we're saved. The, the, the grace issue here, I think, is one of the most important things. You know, I, I, I question myself. 
I, when I was growing up, I always questioned myself. I was the guy going down every couple of Sundays asking my pastor to rededicate my life. Please rededicate my life because I'm still sinning. I still don't know how to stop this thing. You know, I think what's most amazing in my life is that I felt like, and after I, as I began to find freedom, I remember Christ, uh, as I was praying one time, I just felt very strongly that he was saying, I only save people once. And I think that's an amazing journey because when you know that your salvation is secure, it doesn't mean that there wasn't work ahead for me. It wasn't, it didn't mean that there wasn't things that still needed to be healed in my life. I think that can be a fallacy sometimes as people believe that, well, if I'm saved, then I should have no sin still in my life or I shouldn't struggle with anything anymore. Whatever it is, whether it's gossip or whether it's, you know, we are a, a work in progress. And so it's a, it's important to keep remembering that it, if you have folks who show up at your church who struggle with whatever sin, including homosexuality, it isn't about them being perfect. It's about them finding more and more freedom every day. It's kind of a walking out of the grave clothes process. Right. I was just, as you were saying that, I was, I was just kind of picturing a child that, you know, that maybe, um, he goes and gets cookies out of the cookie jar and gets in trouble all the time and and his mom is always getting in trouble or, or his dad is always getting angry at him and and he's he's always saying you know I'm sorry I won't do it again I won't do it again and and he may doubt you know his parents love for him you know and he needs that reassurance so I don't think there's anything wrong though with going to God again and saying yeah sure you know I mean, God does save you. He saves you and he doesn't take back his salvation. But as, as humans and as, as being in sinful nature, I think sometimes we need that reassurance and we need to just say, you know, I'm sorry and, and do you forgive me and do you still love me? Amen. Because we really want, we really want folks to understand. And I, I, my heart really is just immediately, just as you were speaking, just felt a great pull towards people who might even be listening tonight, even if there's one, you know, that's listening tonight who struggles with either this particular sin or some sort of, of besetting sin. You know, homosexuality is a shameful place. Um, the people who struggle in it are not shameful. They are not, they are not, uh, disgusting or perverted people. The things they do uh, can feel perverted at times, the things that they participate in the sin, because all sin is a perversion. But the most wonderful thing is if you're listening out there right now, if, if you struggle, or if you have a family member, or if you have a child, you know, I just want to offer to you, and, and I just mean it from the bottom of my heart, you know, if Shay and I can be set free, he can set free anybody from any sin. Because it's important that, that people know that. It's important that that freedom is, is available. It's important that people know that they can be free. Because there is no, there's no hope in I'm born that way. But there's great hope in this is not who I am. There's great hope in Jesus came to set me free. There's great hope in realizing that, you know, my Jesus can do anything. 
And when that hits, when that hope hits, when he is our one and only, and you begin to see yourself in him, and when he says, you know what, you are my beloved, no matter what you've gone through, no matter where you are right now, I meet you here. I am your savior. You know, I think of the prodigal son. And I really, I, I love that example of the prodigal son because when the prodigal son got through eating with the pigs and spending all of his inheritance and all he did was start walking up the road to his daddy's house, he looked up and his father was running to him. You know, when you get that image of there is a God who loves you so much that even in your most your most despicable moment, that God would run to you. That's the God we serve. That's the God who created us. And so please just know, if you struggle as a church to tell people the truth about, you know, well, are they born this way? Or we don't want to offend. You know, you'll never offend someone by telling them, you know what, this isn't God's best for you. And he loves you so much. And he wants to show you all of the riches of glory. And you'll miss out on some of his riches of glory if you stay in this broken place. Because he has opened the the doors of our heart, right, Shay? Amen. In ways that I've never known before. All through this pain of, of coming through this brokenness. You know, sometimes he doesn't say, I'll, I'll take you around it. Sometimes he doesn't say, I'll immediately take it from you. Sometimes he says, you know what? I love you. You take me out. You take my hand and I'll walk you through it. Because when he walks us through something, he picks up things along the way and he says, see, I want to show you this piece. This is how much I love you here. And this is why I gave you this. And this is why you were formed this way. And this is what I think about you in this circumstance. You know, and he slowly gives us all these little treasures that we put in our pocket along the journey that he knows will will be nuggets of truth and wisdom that we'll use later. So God can set the captive free. He can free people from homosexuality. I know there's a lot of anger out there, and I know our world is spinning in a place where people look at it and they say, you know what, I'm just giving up. I don't know what else to say. I'm just going to quit trying to share the truth. I'm just going to say, uh-huh, I guess maybe you were born that way. Please don't give up. Please keep telling the truth. Keep, Please keep sharing, because if we don't share the truth of freedom, then nobody will. That's what we're called to do, is shed light in a dark world. Be the salt when nothing else is salty. That is what God calls us to, is to be salty when no one else wants to. And saltiness, sometimes people don't like it. Sometimes they may not like what you tell people. But I promise you, as I've watched people find freedom, and they have tears come to their eyes, and they say, Really? You know, God loves me that much? And I say, you absolutely are right. He loves you that much, no matter what you struggle with, no matter what you've done. It's despicable. I know it's gross. It's not the good thing. It's not what God wants for you. But guess what? Jesus' blood just cleansed you from all of that. And he came to set you free. And you don't have to live in the lie of your sin. You live in the freedom of his truth. 
Because the lie of, of your sin will keep telling you what you are, who, what your identity is, well, you're gay, you just better be that way, you just should act that way, keep doing what you're doing. But the freedom of Christ, once you realize just how clean we are when his blood flows over us, you will see the white robes of Christ. You will see how truly things that are scarlet are made pure as snow. And so when that happens, that purity, <coughs> that holiness, all of that comes over and we really do change. You know, there are so many things that Jesus wants to do in all of our lives that we are afraid he might not be able to do. But he is a, he's a savior who healed in his day as he walked the earth and he's a savior that still heals today. Well, thank you for joining us. It's, uh, it's, we're coming to a close here. We do want to remind you this is called Healing Hidden Wounds Radio. That's what our topic will be next week is Healing Hidden Wounds. We'll be looking at those broken places in our heart that we don't know how to heal. We also want you to join us and, and check out our website at www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com. Uh, if you have any needs, if you have brokennesses, if you have hurts in your heart, God is a God of freedom. He is a, a Savior. Don't forget that. And join us next week at 8 o'clock. We thank you again for, uh, also you can visit our podcast website at healinghiddenwounds.com. And, uh, that's, we've got a lot of archives there of different subjects that, uh, other things that we've talked about and you can, uh, Look there and find other things. And just remember, you can email with any questions that you may have. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening to Healing Hidden Wounds, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We hope through the words spoken here, you found Christ's hope, healing, and restoration. Shadow of His Wings is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry, and this radio show is listener-supported. Please go to www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com to donate if you'd like to support the work we do. 